Blog Talk Radio. Anybody at all can suggest a new name for the show, but it is fine. 
this will be the last year, and I don't feel even a little bit nostalgic about it. I really don't. It's just, it's just you know, it's just time for a change. But, um, anywho, so um, I'm glad, in a way, as much as I enjoy having all four of us on, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that you and I get to do this, just you and I, because... We both, uh, I'm having a rough season and you're having a rough week. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm really <laughs> oh, not in the mood God. to hear K-Star, you know, undefeated. and uh, Yeah, shut up. I, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I, yeah, I man. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to hear it. So, I, you know, I, I'm going to start with the Cowboys. Um, All right. And I don't want to regurgitate things that have been said you know, all over TV. Um, but I will regurgitate what I said a week ago because I think I said it and I meant it. And I know I said it because I was there and I saw me say it. And I said, yep, I said it because I watched me say it. Um, Mike McCarthy needs to be fired. Period. End of discussion. I see, I see no redeeming qualities from him as a head coach. None. Zero. None. He came in off of a resume of having won a Super Bowl and coached some great quarterbacks in his career, and the man has accomplished Mm -hmm. zero with this team. None. Zero. And here's what I was thinking, Train. When the Patriots were down, I don't know what they were down at halftime, 20 to 3, 21, you know, they were getting beat up pretty good at halftime. Do you think Mm -hmm. there were many people that didn't think that Belichick was going to get all in their ass and that this team was going to come back and try to rally in the second half? Would you not? I don't know if you watched the game, but would you not have thought that? I I, I didn't watch it, but, yes, that's exactly what I would have assumed was going to happen. That's that's what he does. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame quarterback. And even though, Mm -hmm. you know, Cam and all of that, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but – you you want you you have a certain feeling like uh oh, <laughs> you know Bill's about to get in that ass, and these boys about to come back. Now that didn't happen, and they ended up losing pretty bad. And okay, but at halftime there ain't too many football fans, people that know the game, that didn't say oh Bill about to get in that ass, and this team about to come out and do something in this second half. You know, mm-hmm. they embarrassed in the first half. They about to come out, and we know what Belichick brings to the table. And we know he's going to fire these boys up, and something about to go down, right? We, we know this. Dallas, I had no feeling at all of that. Zero. Yeah. There was not yeah. an ounce of, let's can't wait to get into the second half and see what this team can do. It was... Damn, am I going to watch the second half or am I going to switch over to the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game? That's what I was debating at halftime. Do I switch over to the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game or do I stick with my Cowboys for the second half? I had zero faith. Oh, man. Zero that they were going to come back and do anything. Zero faith. And that's when I knew how bad it was. That I had, and my lack of faith was rewarded with absolutely no production in the second half. It is tragic, and I don't want to hear. Can, can I, let, yeah, let, let me let me hop in real quick, and, I, and I'm not going to get ahead and talk about my game. But that that that's better than you, 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 you have. Want, bro. 
that, but you that, want that, that feeling right there, all right, that, that, that feeling that you had right there where you yes, just felt like there's, there's, we're done, but yet there's so much time still left, would you like, it, it really is over, and, and yet there's this 30 more minutes left in this game. That's the same shit I felt last night. It's like, damn, we really are not going to be able to come back on this team. And I don't want to stop watching because I'm a fan. It's, it's, right. how do you, I, I don't, I, right. I, what am I how supposed do you to do? That conflict? How do you reconcile that conflict? <laughs> we wait all week. I mean, what's her name? The, the girl that sings the Sunday night football song. Um, oh gosh, I don't know her name, but she's all, she's cool. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I know who she is. I can't remember her name. I know it'll come to mm-hmm. me. Um, Oh my God! I am disappointed in myself. Um, oh my God, that is bad, see. Um, but the girl who sings the song, she's very well known. She's very popular, very popular. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things she says is, "I've been waiting all day for Sunday night." Right? Yeah. And any football fan can relate to the anxiety of waiting all week for the one game that we're going to get. This ain't baseball where you can get two, three, four games in a week, a doubleheader, you know, oh, day, night, doubleheader. No. This ain't basketball where you can get three, four games in a week, 80 games in a season, 162 games in a season with with uh, uh, baseball. This is football. We get 16 games. We get one a week, maybe. And this year we're even thankful that we're getting back with COVID. And we wait all week. Yeah. I was pissed off last week. But when Sunday came, I had cooked my little food. I went and got some scallops wrapped in bacon. That was my treat. Yes, sir. Cooked them on the grill, you know. And, you know, at 1 o'clock, I had my my food. I had my liquid refreshments. And I had my seat in front of my 65-inch HDR or whatever the fuck, LCD, LED, whatever <laughs> right? And even though I had been pissed off all week, you know, we recharge, we regroup, we let it go. Okay, what you got, Dallas? Yeah. What you got, Chicago? Okay, let's go. Let's see. You know, and you get fired up. And you get into the game. And Andy Dalton gets a strip sack, fumble recovered in the end zone, and it's 2 nothing. Then it's 9 nothing. Then it's 9-3, and you start to think, well, if they can score another touchdown, we're right back in it. Then it's 16-3. You know, and the ball just keeps rolling. And you sit yeah. there and you say, what team is this? Because in 10 years under Jason Garrett, and I, and I will continue to say this, everybody, everybody criticized the clapper. Everybody criticized the clapper. Oh, all he does is sit on the side, sideline and clap. How the clapper look now? All y'all people out there. <clears> now, I agreed after 10 years it was time for a change. But I also said that I liked him, I respected him, and if Jerry kept him, I wouldn't be mad at him. Because the one thing I knew about this team is they came to play every single game. Every game. Right. This year, and I, with and I, I, quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I just and I understand. Year, 
they played every game oh, yeah, until Dak got hurt. Right. Now, I'm just saying, they played yeah, every exactly. game. And now these mm-hmm. two games, there's no Dak. There's no Garrett. And I heard an interview with Garrett, and Garrett said that he had talked to Dak a handful of times. He's over there coaching the Giants. But that's who he is, and that's the relationship he had with that team. Mike McCarthy don't have that relationship. These guys ain't going to play for him, and we know what happened. Everybody's been talking about it. Andy Dalton got knocked the fuck out. And God bless him and his family. I hope he makes like, it's just a, a regular concussion. You can come back and play the Sunday or next, the following week, and I hope he's okay. Let me, don't get it twisted because I'm about to go the fuck off. I don't like it. I don't get it twisted. It was dirty. That guy deserves to be fired and suspended at least one game. Uncalled for. But we heard about it. We know You know where I'm going with this. I'm going to repeat what every show's been talking about. Nobody does anything. Nobody. Tyron Smith. Man. Injured reserve. He would have done something. All pro left tackle. Zach Martin on concussion protocol didn't play. All pro right guard. He would have done something. Lyle Cowan, all pro right tackle. Injured reserve. He would have done something. Travis Frederick, all pro center, retired. He would have done something. All those guys are gone. Everybody else standing around looking at each other. This guy's knocked the fuck out. I'm sure he blacked out. I'm sure he was unconscious for a few seconds. That nasty, dirty, uncalled for hit, and nobody. And I, I know John Bostic. We we drafted him, and I, I see it. And I'm just like, how come you linebackers have not learned yet that when you see the quarterback lead with his feet, let up. You are literally lowering your head lower than your feet in order to hit him. Yep. <laughs> It don't make sense. And he's not. He's all, if you, he's, not getting he's on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, 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 it is I, one of the dirtiest hits yeah. I've seen in a long time. And the fact that he's not getting suspended, I guess, because he doesn't have a history of doing it, I don't care. It, 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 you know, oh, that kind of hit only takes one. You know? And for for the league not to suspend him is, is just ridiculous. But even worse, for Dallas to have just set, stood there. You know, just stood yeah. there and not, and not, you know, that, that showed me everything I needed right there. You know, we've seen the replay of DK Metcalf. Did you see the replay of DK Metcalf? Oh, DK I Metcalf. watched the game, bro. Catch, I watched the game, yeah. yeah. What's his name? The safety from um, Arizona? Oh, uh, Buda, Buda Baker. Buda, Buda Baker, Buda Baker. yeah. You. And DJ mm-hmm. Metcalf comes out of nowhere. He passes his own guy. That had said, fucking, I ain't going to catch him. Watch the video. You'll see a couple of DBs start to slow down because they said, fucking, I'm not going to catch him. Metcalf said, hell no. Hit 22 miles an hour, which is insanely fast according to that gen stats. 22 oh miles an hour. God. To track down and tackle Peter Baker. And by the way, at the end, they didn't score. Went for it on fourth down, didn't convert, and and they didn't score off that turnover. Because one person stood up and said, not on my watch. Where is that in that? Who's that person? Because I don't see him on that roster. None of them. None that's, of them. That's effort you can't help but praise. You have to praise that effort. It is. It, 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 I don't. 
So if you don't mind, as an analogy, if you've ever watched soccer, when they actually score the goal, Actually, late to the party as to why they scored. Carrie so, Underwood, by the way, it just hit me. It, Carrie it, Underwood. Carrie, <laughs> okay, go, ah, I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. But <laughs> just an analogy to soccer. Like when soccer scores a goal, if you hadn't been watching the three minutes prior to that goal, you didn't understand how they were able to score that goal. That's what it felt like when DK Metcalf chased down that guy because <laughs> that set a series of events that allowed the defense to get on the field and protect the score. You have to love it. You have to love it. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 for me, in all the years, uh, you know, like when Wade Phillips took over Dallas, and Dallas was one, I think they were one and seven, something like that, when he was fired. I see they were one and seven. He had lost the team. The team was not playing for him. The team looked bad, as bad as they look now. They had checked out. It was I. I had never seen it before. I, I, I watched pretty much. I'd like to say I don't think I've missed the Dallas Cowboy game in thirty years. Um, no, actually, no. I missed one. <laughs> one that I could remember. I missed one that I could remember. Um, but. I had never seen a team check out before like they did under Wade Phillips. And then Jason Garrett took over, and the man was a model of consistency. He delivered the same message. He, he, he stood for, you know, finished the fight and, you know, hey, whatever you want to say about him, these dudes never quit on him. You, you, you can get people that can say, Orlando Scandrick can say that the, the message got stale. Well, then what, what's going on now? If the message after 10 years got stale, okay, understood. 10 years? It's been six games, seven games. Seven games. Seven games. And, you know, look at what Dak Prescott must have been covering up. Because there's no blowouts on Dak's resume this year. Every game Dallas had a chance to win. Every game with Dak as quarterback. This team is a fucking mess. And then, after everything that's going on, Jerry comes out and gives, you know, he's my man and gives him a vote of confidence and all that bullshit. And they trade Everson mm-hmm. Griffin, who was a pro bowler a year ago with Minnesota. They trade him for a six-round draft pick. To Detroit for a six-round draft pick. How the fuck is that helping us today? How? I don't get it. <laughs> like, 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 I'm looking at this team looking like crap, and I hear that Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin is on the trade block, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe we can get something, you know, decent. Now, something, a safety, an O-lineman, a quarterback, something. We get a six-round draft pick, conditional six-round draft pick. Could be as high as fifth round next year. And I'll be happy next year in the draft. But right now, that ain't doing nothing for me. Earl Thomas is still sitting out there. Y'all ain't even sniffing his cleats. But the defense looks terrible. Colin Kaepernick is sitting out there. But we're going to put in Ben DiNucci. I'm a Cowboy fan. I couldn't tell you a damn thing about Ben DiNucci. 
that's the first I, I, time I, I heard understand. that guy. I was like, where did he come from? I don't understand, Train. I don't understand. I've been following this team my entire life. I don't get it. I am confused. I don't understand. If you guys are playing for Trevor Lawrence, and just simply tell me that and tell everybody that. Let Dak go to another team who deserves it, and then go bring in Trevor Lawrence, and let's see how that goes, if that's what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. I don't have any answers. I always have a plan. I always have a strategy. I always have insight. I always know something. I don't know a goddamn thing other than this team is terrible. <laughs> and we're about to go into Philly Sunday night and get our asses handed to us. I promise you that's going to be the, the third blowout in a row. I have no faith. I have no hope. I have no belief that this team is going to all of a sudden resurrect itself and play well. You're playing a team with no goddamn name and got whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it I mean, that way, man. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you're playing a team that don't even have a name and, and they hand it to your ass. Hand it to me. Here you go. I have no faith. Gosh. None. Zero. So, all I have to say is I, I will be there Sunday night watching the game, team till the end, because that's what fans do. I don't jump ship. I don't, I don't turn tail. I don't run away. I will take the lumps. One of, my, uh, one of my Madden friends, who is still a Madden friend, posted and tagged me and three or four other guys and said, your team sucks ass. He's a Redskins fan. He says, your team sucks ass. You know what I said? Yes, we do. What else did I say? <laughs> no, we don't. Oh no, you're wrong, buddy. Yeah, we suck. Yeah, We're man. This is the worst yeah. Cowboys team I it might be ever in my time. One in fifteen under Troy Aikman was better than this team. One in fifteen under Troy Aikman was better than what this team is putting out right now. Let's talk Bears. I don't even want to talk about this team no more. I got a question <laughs> for you, and I'll let you go. And you'll turn the run. Um, all right, all right. Trubisky or Foles? Foles was supposed to be the solution, but woo! You know, after after watching what's this seven weeks of my Bears, seeing the quarterback change, seeing the team, seeing what the offense looks like under Mitch and what the offense looks like under Foles. Um, neither one is a solution. Um, I can tell you, I, don't, I, I can't say I really have a, have a preference because I see a strength with Mitch. I see a strength with Foles. I see a weakness with Mitch. I see a weakness with Foles. But what I can tell you is, Nagy needs to stop calling the goddamn plays. Mm. Give it up. Mm. You are not an offensive coordinator. See, and I had to remind myself, like, why was this hire so special? This hire was so special because towards the end of the season, maybe the last six or so games when he was with Kansas City, called the plays. And he came from Andy Reid's tree, Doug Peterson and some others, and they can definitely create some offense. Barn that they have 
certain skilled players. Uh, one of those skilled positions is the tight end. Remember I said that. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when Nagy comes here and now he's calling plays, what I realized this year is that when we went 12-4, and four, Vic Fangio hid, hid our weaknesses. He helped to hide how bad we really were offensively. And I, I didn't realize how bad we were to 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 see because this is it didn't just happen this season. It was there when we were twelve and four. But when your defense is creating turnovers and you're starting inside your enemy inside your enemy line's twenty yard line and about to score touchdowns, you know they're already on their heels because defense is going to get back out on the field and it's crushing it for you. At the same time, Mr. Bisky who couldn't really read defense at the time, even till now, had his legs. And if he didn't do anything else, he ran away from everybody. <laughs> that high. That's true. A lot of the bad play calling that Matt Nagy, it, it, it kept him from actually having to be a real true offensive genius behind the play calling. What McVeigh did to us last night, it was pissing me off because it was beautiful. Because if I was a Rams fan and I was up against one of the best defenses in the league and seeing what the head coach of my favorite team was doing, man, I lost my mind. With all kind of pure joy and happiness. Like, look what we are doing to this defense. I understand we have injuries. Every team has injuries. But why the Fuck, do you think Cordell Patterson is your best offensive weapon? (laughs) And what planet does he deserve the ball at any point? Why is Lamar Miller sitting on our practice squad for over two weeks now? And And you know you need a second running back. Why is it fourth and one and Cordell Patterson is even in the game? Why is it when we get into the red zone and we got the defense on the heels, we got a rhythm going, you stop the rhythm to take out your best red zone weapons? You take Jimmy Graham out the game? Matter of fact, answer yet. Just think about it. When you watch Kansas City play, Please tell me where you've seen Travis Kelsey come off the field in the red zone. Don't even bother. Just think about it. Tell me have you mm. ever seen it. Yeah, mm. we already know the answer. But you we take know Jimmy Graham off the field. You take A-Rob off the field. You take the other tight end off the field. And you put in the shortest wide receivers we have and expect us to score? Nick Foles, what I do love about Nick Foles being quarterback is that now we know how bad of a play caller you are. Because when Nick Foles wants to move the ball and he looks over the sideline like, you want to do what? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what we're doing, guys. <laughs> this is what the coach. This is what the coach wants to do. So uh, let's line it up and um, hope for the best. But you know, Nagy, you know the one, the one, the difference, the difference here. You got Khalil Mack. You've got Robert Quinn. You've got some dogs on that defense that will keep you in virtually every game. See, your problem is and have been that quarterback position. Phil, I feel like we've been talking about your quarterback position as long as I've known you. <laughs> you know, going back to Rex Grossman and well, you know Kyle Morgan. Yeah, we, I feel like we've been talking about like you guys can't seem to get you know. No. A a or the other guy there, Mister Ride the Bike, um, Jake Cuddy, man, came get about Cuddy, yeah, Jake Jake Cuddy, Jake Cuddy, man. I I feel like as long as I've known you, you guys can't get a Tony Romo, and I don't mean talent wise. I mean a franchise like you know for the next however many years, unless he hurts himself. We can't even get a Tannehill, bro. <laughs> we can't even get a Tannehill. Tannehill finally balling, man. It took him a minute, but he's balling, man. He's balling. But here's the deal. As much as that's true, T, we, we were still able to win games. You know, we are that grind. We're going to hit you in the mouth with the defense. And in the past, we used to be able to run the ball. If we couldn't do anything else, because our quarterback was not up to par, we give it to that running back. That offensive yep. line makes some holes. Hey, that's yep. how I got the name train. His name was Anthony Thomas. He was our running back. I, man, I remember you destroying me in Madden with Anthony <laughs> Thomas. So don't, don't bring back my bad memories, man. I'm traumatized. <laughs> You would run like three, four yards of play and just keep doing it. I'm like, this is all this dude going to do? Yep. Till you stop me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, um, that, you, you know, you, you, you said something about, like, your defense. And, you know, the other part of this whole thing is coaching. Ever since y'all got rid of yes. Smith, y'all ain't been able to secure that right coach either. You know, nope. I, I think I still think that you know, Lovey, ten and six record and loses his job. And I remember we talked about it back then. And we did. You were on mm-hmm. the fence. You 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 liked Lovey, but you thought maybe it was time for a change. But you know, again, it was teams that are being was, successful mm-hmm. have have consistency at quarterback and head coach. You have you know, to. It's the we, only way to be. It's it's the only way to do it. I, I got a quote for you. Mm-hmm. I got a quote for you. This was the quote. Tell me who said this. Um, we play to win. We don't live in our fears. It sounds like um, um, gosh, what's that guy? Um, oh God, so I'm forgetting this guy because. Say, is it, I, I want to say the same person that said we, we played to win the game, but maybe that's not him. It's not him. It's, a, that's, that's it's not him. Okay. That's not him. Okay, that's what I was no. thinking of. But Nope. 
I'll, I'll, here you go. I'll tell you who it is. There you go. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Uh, uh, please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Uh, we, we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know, we will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. But, uh, came up short tonight. Uh, Man, can, can, can either one of our teams, if not both of our teams, can I get that as a coach? I don't have to be him. It don't have to be him. He's in Pittsburgh. Okay, that's fine. Can I yep. get that attitude? Can I get that? Oh, my God. I man. had it with Jimmy Johnson. I had it with Jimmy Johnson. I had it with Tom Landry, too, but nobody knew that because he was very quiet in the press. But We had it with Lovey. 29 years. 29 years. You had it with Lovey. I had it with Jimmy yep. Johnson. Damn sure had it with Bill Parcells. You know, like, where's that? That is what I want. I want a coach. John Gruden's like that. You know, oh, I criticize. Mm-hmm. We all criticize. $100 million for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Okay. They knew what the hell they're doing. They're competitive. You got John boys Gruden don't play that. Walls, man. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we don't have. You don't have it in Chicago. I don't have it in Dallas. I got, I got, I'm sorry, Mike. You seem like a nice guy, Mike McCarthy. Excuse me, Mike McCarthy. You really do seem like a nice person. Okay. I, I don't want to talk bad about you as a human being. But as a coach, you suck. He does. I, I, I mean, I, I believe, I now believe that the Green Bay Packers won that Super Bowl in spite of him because Aaron Rodgers is that damn good. Aaron Rodgers carried that team. Remember, that was the year that they had 15 people on injured reserve? Man, on injured reserve, yeah. Oh, my God. Injured reserve. I want to say 2010, maybe. Don't quote me. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. We could Google it, but it ain't that important. The point is, Aaron Rodgers carried that team. And we didn't know how much he was carrying it at the time because we thought Mike McCarthy was a genius. Well, I, I don't see any of that genius now. I don't see it. I want that head coach. I played a clip from, I don't even know how many years old that clip is that I just played, and I just read you something that was said this week. Mm-hmm. Same guy, same attitude, same determination. We're not going to get a Belichick, right, because that's just pie in the sky to think that we're going to find another Belichick unless maybe his son leaves him, you know, he's on his on his staff. I think he's he's you know, helping with the defense. Not the mm-hmm. coordinator, but he's like, you know, linebacker's coach or something. I don't know. Unless he leaves, then maybe, you know, you listen to a talk, sounds just like his father. Sounds just like, you know, I'm pretty sure at some point he's going to be a head coach in this league, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be damn good. Um, so unless we can get him, we're not going to get another Belichick. Why, yeah. I, I, it, it, I, I, we need, well, I think we need one worse than you do. We need a head coach. We need. I'm telling you right now, with the talent on that team. Even, I mean, look, um, Zach Martin, Pro Bowler, is coming back. He'll be playing Sunday night. Pro Bowl guard. Nice. Okay. Now nice. they're even thinking about 
Joe Looney, who is a decent center. He's good. He's solid. Coming back. Mm-hmm. And because the center actually is a rookie, hasn't been playing bad, they got him from the same school they got Fre- Travis Frederick. He got center of the, of the nation award. He was voted the best center in the nation. So he was kind of going to be, okay, a year or two, and he'll, he'll take the reins from Travis Frederick, but then Frederick retired. So I, I think they're thinking about leaving him at center, putting Looney in at guard, because Looney was a guard before they made him a center, put him back at guard, mm-hmm. he's solid. He's not, he's not all pro, but he's solid. And moving Zach Larkin out to one of the tackle, probably right tackle, because he played right guard. So that's, that's an easier transition than putting him on the left side of the line. You know, to try mm-hmm. to do something for that line. All of that is great in theory. Cheeto Owuzie, who is the top, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, he's a good, he's good. He's not great, but he's a good cover corner. He's supposed to be coming back. So we're getting some, some pieces back. Van Der Esch has been back. Didn't play, you know, I mean, they all played like crap, but I think this will be his third game back. He should be, you know, got his game legs back and be ready to go. Randy Gregory was on the roster. I don't know if he played last week. Like, there's pieces coming back. But if the coach sucks ass, what difference does it make? It, it, difference yeah, because, I mean, if you lose the locker room, man, you are in trouble. When you guys, I mean, you you talked about Bill Belichick and you talked about Mike Tomlin. Yes, sir. And the word that comes out, comes to mind, which sometimes is normally used in a negative fashion, is sellout. But in this case, it's not it's not yeah. a bad word. No, they exactly are completely sold out to the direction the head coach is taking the team. Completely sold out. That's why guys can leave the Patriots and go get multi-million dollar contracts on other teams because on the Patriots, Nah, man, I'm not paying you, but you're gonna sell out for what we what we for what we doing here because you're gonna get a ring. You're gonna get a ring. Your contract is gonna end. You're gonna want more money. I'm not gonna give it to you. You're gonna go another team. You're gonna get paid. You're not gonna look as good as you did here, but you already got your ring. Now you got to go get your paper. It's the and reason you know, why Pittsburgh I, I, Steelers. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, no, no, it's no, the reason why Pittsburgh. Oh, go ahead. Though. I want to stay there for a minute because I'm curious your thoughts. So now Mm -hmm. Tom Brady is lighting it up, okay? He had another great game. Tampa's got a solid defense, right? And Cam, since coming back from COVID, has not looked good at all. Um, Was pulled in the fourth quarter, although, you know, they say benched. They put Stidham in. I I, I think it's, you know, okay, he's our starter. There's no reason to leave him out there. There's potential to get hurt. So mm-hmm. I don't believe it was – I mean, they're, they're, you know, when you pull someone – when you come in in the second half and there's a new quarterback, that's bench. If you're in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I don't consider that bench as much as it's, okay, we, you're, you're our guy. I don't want to – we're down by 25. We're not going to win. So let's get Stidham in there to get some reps. I don't view it the same. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. the media is going crazy over Cam playing like crap and the Patriots being two and four. I'm curious what you think about all of that. And if you're a Patriots fan, are you worried? Are you worried about the Patriots under Cam Newton? Are you worried about Cam? What, 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 do you, what are your thoughts? Because this is new territory. This is new territory. Yeah. 
for the Patriots under Belichick. They haven't apparently they haven't gone through anything like this since like 2002 or something, you know. Um, but what, what, what do you think? Um, uh, in, sh- in, in, in the short answer, yes, yes, I am. I am concerned. Um, I would have liked to see Cam Newton return to form. I really would have. I, I thought that would have been fun. You know, honestly, Belichick versus Brady. I'm rooting for Belichick. I really am. I, I I really am because I really think at the end of the day, the head coaching truly does matter. And I think a lot of the success New England has more than more than half of it. You know, seventy, maybe eighty percent, seventy percent. I probably stop there. Is due to him coaching the team because at the end of the day, as good as Tom Brady did become, that that's not how he started out when he took over the starting quarterback position. He was not the Tom Brady that we see now that's able to sling touchdowns over the field or the Tom Brady that was in the last, you know, they got the second set of three rings that was able to carry the offense without many weapons. I agree with that, but I think mm -hmm. we have to give Tom his credit at 43 to be playing like he is now. That time, yeah, that conditioning, that yeah. all of that there, that ain't Belichick. Maybe Belichick certainly, no. you know, helped develop him and put him in position mm-hmm. to be successful in their career. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing right now, I would, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this. Coming. They're I, talking MVP candidate now. See this coming? Like I, yeah, I'm I, like, where the hell? I mean, and I get he went to a stacked team, but he still got to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we got as good of receivers as anybody. And Amari Cooper caught seven passes. T.D. Lamb, zero with zero targets. Michael Gallup, zero with zero targets. Okay, and we got as good receivers as anybody in the league. If you look at our three, they can match up with any Mm -hmm. other body three. And yet that's what we had. And look at what that man's doing down there in Tampa. Like, and, you know where I'm going, and in a couple of weeks, Antonio Brown? Like, help me, Train. Antonio Brown is going there. Le'Veon Bell went to the Chiefs. Why What? Why, why can't I get a safety? <laughs> why can't you get a quarterback? It's like, add, hey, is this a flame that's already blazing and just add more fuel to the fire, man? I, but, but, but to go back to where, you, where we were with Cam. Um, yep. You're going to need – Cam is not Tom Brady, all right? Tom Brady is definitely nope. the better quarterback. You're going to need true. some weapons. You're going to need some help, some weapons to help Cam. You're going to need an offensive line that can – that can cater to his skill set of what, of what he can do. And I, and I say that in the sense that he's on, he's a running quarterback, so you need offensive line that that can move with him. You know, you're gonna have to give him you got to get get him some some targets that are able to that are able to get open because they don't really have that. You know, Tom Brady's uh, uh, ability was able to uh, still carve a team up with with barely having anybody to throw to. That's that's just not. That's just not Cam Newton. 
Yeah, but there's. I mean, there's, it's, it's you know, not, they they they, it, they let. I mean, they're who are going to go get? There's no one out there. The only guy no, no, out there, there that was worth. Yeah, so I mean, he's got to make do with yeah, what they is. have. And quite frankly, yeah, I think he's. I don't, I don't think, think he's healthy. I truly. I mean, he was playing decent football before he got COVID. He comes back. That's true. Like crap. And and this COVID That's thing true. is no joke. People people got you know where I am every day, bro. I am here and I'm right here on my couch. See, my couch gets See. mad at me. My couch says, "Hey man, go check the mail or something." Damn. Like there are two numbers COVID you can reach me at, bro. No, it's not. It's not a joke. I'm sorry. Two no, two numbers you can reach me at, bro. All through seven days of the week, work, and and and, and my cell phone sitting in the house. Yes, sir. The work I, and cell phone I, I, sitting in the house. This thing is scary. It's killing yeah, people. It you know, we got this it, idiot in the White House that does that. Just that's just he's just a joke. He's just a joke. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people are dying, and we're spiking. Numbers are spiking everywhere, and, and he's not doing a damn thing. About we're turning it. the corner. Nothing. And, and he's sitting up this. Like how people can look at that and vote for this man appalls me. You're, 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 you know, like, like this could be one of us. This could be me. This could be you. This could be, you know, any of us could be the next one to catch this. Terrible disease, and this man has no—he's doing nothing, zero. After the last, and after the last I, election, bro, I realized how stupid this country is as a as on a general basis. I realized how ignorant, how ignorant and easy persuaded people are, and how selfish they can be. And they always talk about humanity and and people coming together. As fast as they can come together, they can be divided. It's, it's almost unreal. I mean, we're we're in Fiji on our honeymoon, and the topic comes up, and the people we're talking to are from Australia, and they're just like, "Yeah, that's no way y'all gonna pick that guy as your president. He doesn't know what he's doing." <laughs> and a month later, <laughs> or a few weeks yeah. later, we get back, or just a month later, we get back. Hey, President of the United States, Donald Trump. Like, wow. Yeah. And, and and can you just imagine in one week, and it might be one week from right this minute, we about quarter to ten out on, on my time zone. Um, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, it could be, you know, anytime Tuesday night they could declare, you know, a winner based on exit polls and all that bullshit. And can you imagine mm-hmm. if he wins again? So not only were we stupid once, but as a country we could be stupid twice okay. to, re- to elect. Again. And, and, I, and I get – some people don't like Biden. I get it. I get it. I understand politicians. I get it. You know, they, they talk, you know, there's certain policies that he was involved with. And I, and I get, I talk to black people and they talk about the crime bill. Yeah, I get it. They talk about, you know, his stance on segregation and busing. I've done the research and it's not exactly what people think it is. It's really not. The man was vice president for eight years and I know we're getting off track, but hell, we can do that. And, Yep. When you look at a human, when you forget Democrat and Republican for a minute and just look at these two people as human beings, how could anyone, especially women and any minorities, the way he talks about women, the way he talks about any minority, particularly black people, how can anybody say that that's okay? 
and support this man. I got black people that I'm arguing with because they think Biden's the racist. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm serious. I had a Madden guy. I won't say his name. He's a fairly well-known Madden guy. But I told him, your little 15 seconds of Madden fame done went to your head, by the way. That's what I said to him. You know, you act like you somebody because you, you did a little mad. Ain't nobody to me told me that I, uh, I condoned racism because I'm supporting Biden. I'm like, so I didn't listed about six things off the top of my head that were Trump racist issues. And I said, please explain that. He wouldn't touch that. He wanted to stick to the Biden stuff. I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> You're not going to come at me and accuse me of something, but you won't, you won't explain your position. You know, and I'm friends with him, you know, because. You know, I don't, I don't have patience for that. He messages me, oh, after everything I've done for you, he ain't done nothing for me. He told me he used to support the show. No, you haven't. And even if you did, so what? <laughs> this life, this real life stuff we talk about, not a video game, this real deal. What goes on in the White House is going to affect all of us. The policies and procedures that happen is going to affect it, all of us. What blows my mind is that, the people that all of a sudden want to run and do all their research on Biden, I'm like, wow. okay, yeah. th- th- what, yeah. what, what exactly are, are, are you researching? Seriously, what, what exactly are, are you re- – you, you actually need to research in order to make this decision because, honestly, you don't. You saw what the last four years were like. Thank you. You saw what broke, you saw what broke out when, when, when we had all these cop, cop, cops killing black people. You know, all these incidents. You saw the response to that. You saw everything you needed to see. Now you need to go do research on the opposing party to make what decision? To decide if you're going to vote for Trump or not? Really? Really? It, it, you got to do that? It, that I, it, I didn't. The big part about it, T, I, when I watched the debate, <clears throat> I only watched the debate because I don't follow politics super close. I just wanted to hear the answers to the questions that, that were asked to Biden. Because I know if they ask Trump a question, it's going to be a lie. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's just what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. 80% to 90% to maybe 100% things coming out of his mouth is not going to be true. So. I just wanted to watch the debate so I can hear the answers Biden had. I didn't watch it so I need to make a choice. I already knew what my choice was going to be. I just wanted to hear what he had to say. Because you I know what got me in it. You know what got <laughs> it's me? It's crazy. And then maybe we should probably mm-hmm. go back and pop up. But you know what got me? Yes. Yeah. When Trump did the town hall and there was a lady in the audience and the lady was like, oh, my God, you're so good looking. She said to Trump. I didn't realize how good looking you were until I see you here in public in, in person. And I'm that like, gross. Oh my God. Well, but but how many other? I mean, is, am I missing something? Not. Uh, I'm not judging his looks. I'm saying, ooh, excuse me. I would have never even thought that that mattered. I don't care. Hmm. Why hmm. do you? Why are you? You're on national, international TV with an index card to ask him a present. And you can barely talk because you're you're Google and Gaga and like he's you know like he's a, a, a you know forty year old 
famous, you know, like he's Robert Redford or somebody back in the day, or you know what I mean? Like I'm like, is she voting for him because she supports his policies? Is she voting for him because you know she, she he, he's making her moist? Like I literally sat here, like my jaw was on the ground, like what? what? That's how that's 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 the kind of people. That's the kind of people that live in they live in this country, man. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad. And I, and I get it. Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for him, then you're not black. And he shouldn't have said that. He spoke out of turn. You know, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And he came back and admitted he was wrong. Like, like, you know, like, I'm waiting for Trump to say he said and did anything wrong ever. They asked him, <laughs> if you had this whole COVID thing to do over again, would you do anything different? He said, no. No, not really. No. 230,000 <laughs> people dead. And he's sitting there saying, I wouldn't do anything different. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyway. Um, back to, back, back to um, leadership, because I think that's how we got talking about the president, is leadership and football teams. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want, I want, I, I want this team to show me something. And under Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. I'm not optimistic at all. And if Mike isn't going to make it happen, I want Jerry to wake up before it's too late, before this. You know, we're fortunate we're in a division where we're asking him out of first place right now. Shitty as we're playing, we're a half game out of first place in the division. So literally everything you want, and you're playing the first place team Sunday night. You have the ability to go into Philly, and Dallas always plays well in Philly. Always. You have the ability to go into Philly, get a win, and and go back in the first place, and start some get some sort of momentum going. And I have zero faith it's going to happen because I have zero faith in Mike McCarthy, zero. And I don't know anybody on that. I, honestly, you know who I would say give it to? I say give it to Kelvin Moore, the very young offensive coordinator. I make him head coach. He's got a year go. or two under Garrett. Out of there. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Get him the fuck out of there. How do you go from Chris Richard and Rod Marinelli to a guy that hadn't coached a defense in how many years? Five, six years. And when he coached them, they were the last place defense in the in the league, his last job. But I guess they were both on the San Francisco, you know, Back when Montana was playing, they were both under San Francisco, or maybe shortly after Montana, right around that time, they were both under San Francisco coaching, um, mm. you know, a, a, a team together. They were both assistant coaches, so they so he knew them, so he hired them. Oh, so that's how we're doing this now. We're hiring who we know, not who's best. Oh, I'm sorry, I've, I've seen that movie too enough times. Uh, I've seen that movie. I know, I know how that story ends too. Let's not hire who's best. Let's just hire who we know. Yeah, okay. If, if he was going to get rid of Jason, I mean, with the way – if you're going to move on for Jason Garrett, man, and you had the squad that you have, you know, if – unless you are trying to keep continuity – and I remember when the, the Mike McCarthy hire was made, and we all were like, okay, that's a we, – we can see the veteran head coach coming back and – given a second chance and has some success in Green Bay and it's being good. You know, but at the same time, you also have the option to bring in a strong, fresh new mind because the coaching pool out there is pretty big. You know, you had a chance to go get an Eric Bieniemy. Yep. Uh, you know, there's, there's just, just other options. 
And I have been living in denial, Train. I have been defending Jerry Jones, and I have yeah. been living in denial because I respect Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones took a $140 million investment and made it into almost a $6 billion franchise. He's an incredibly smart businessman. He's a smart marketer. His players swear by him. I mean, nobody talks bad about Jerry Jones when they leave the Cowboys. And the things he does that I find out because I follow the team um, closely that never hit the press, the money that he spends, the, 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 you know, on former players and paying for their, you know, this, that, and the other thing, you know, and it never, it never comes out publicly. But, you know, when you follow a team, you, you find out, oh, this guy that used to play mm-hmm. 10 years ago went into rehab and Jerry Jones picked up his tab. You know, this guy was mm-hmm. homeless and um, Jerry Jones, you know, did something positive for him to get him off the street. You know, I think Mark Cuban did something like that recently too for a former one of his teammates. Like, and, and so I have all respect the world for Jerry Jones, but I think where I've been in denial is because he hired Bill Parcells. I kept thinking, ah, he's not, he, he's not afraid to hire a strong coach. Like everybody says, you know, because I know that Jason Garrett was not a wussy in the locker room. Jason Garrett was the real deal in the locker room. What they, what you saw in the interviews was just, that was for TV. That was just, you know, he just believed, he just believed. And when I'm in front of the cameras, I'm going to, I'm going to be the same person, but what you see behind closed doors, he was a totally different guy. But it's I, the same I, way I, Lovey Smith he, was. He, exactly. It's, it's the same way Lovey Smith was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Lovey Smith is a great example, but I think I have to concede that at today that Jerry's afraid to hire a fiery, I'm going to do it my way, John Gruden, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith. You know, um, he's afraid to hire those guys that are going to be Mavericks, fuck the system, and to come in. And, and he's afraid to give up some, you know, some of that credit. If, they, if he brings these guys in and they win, and at 77, 78 years old, Jerry got to get over that. You're running out of time, bro. I'm not even saying you're going to die. You're going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to manage the team anymore. You know, you can't keep doing this like this indefinitely. At some point, your body's going to say, hey, if you want to keep living, you got to give this up. <laughs> he got to let go yeah. and, and get rid of Mike McCarthy. <laughs> go get a real coach. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You said Matt Nagy shouldn't call plays. So you're okay with yeah. him keeping his job at this point. You just think his play calling, you know, he needs to – is there someone on your staff that can do it that you feel good about? Hand it off to Bill Lazor. At this point, man, anything could be better than what the hell he's doing. <laughs> it, uh, but yeah. that's, where, that's where I am after seven weeks. I, I, I'm not saying you need to go out there on the, these uh, – some of these guys you've hired, Bill Lazor, yeah, he can, he's, he's had experience calling plays. I guarantee you he's not sending in Cordell Stewart. I guarantee you he won't be getting into the red zone talking about, yeah, Jimmy Graham, I'm sorry. Appreciate your time, but uh, I got to send in these little guys. They need some, you know, they got to they get in. How that the hell do you draft? How do you draft? We were so excited about our second-round picks this year. Jalen Johnson, co-commit. Everybody sees Jalen Johnson. 
front up, up, up in the front street. And I mean, that dude is balling. Okay? He is balling. And then we got Cole Komet. The entire fan base is waiting to see why we spent the second round pick on this tight end. And then it happens. Nick Foles snaps the ball. He rolls out. He all, he almost gets sacked, but the center just so happened to get enough push on Aaron Donald to keep him off the quarterback. Just enough for Nick Foles to throw across his body, toss it up. The tight end leaps, puts his hands over the head of the guy that's defending him, hauls in a 44-yard pass. Like, oh, shit. This dude really can't catch the ball. <laughs> One or two plays later, he catches another seven-yard pass. He's like, oh, yeah, it's cold commit night. The second-round pick is about to have his coming-out party. In the fan base, hey, man, where's the party? <laughs> is that it? Hey, 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 hey Train, let me is, ask is you Is that question. it? I mean it. I didn't mean to cut you, cut you, you up. <laughs> do is do you ever feel like I'm just listening to you and I'm I'm re, I'm relating? Do you ever feel like it? It we're like we're not just we didn't play football I know exactly on that going. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right. But yet we sit here like, come on, it's not that complicated. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're getting paid millions of dollars to make these decisions. I'm sorry, I don't understand. I'm not getting paid at all. And I honestly feel like, I mean, okay, maybe I don't know scheming enough. Okay, maybe there's a learning curve. But I honestly feel like with a little bit of knowledge, I could go do better than some of these coaches. Like, I don't get it. I don't Dude. I don't get it. You got Cordell Patterson. He's trying to treat him like he's fucking – Goddamn Billy White Shoes Johnson. He is not. You could have you you thought this dude was our best offensive player, hands down. There's nobody on the team better with the ball in their hands than Cordell Patterson. I got, I got a guy named Ezekiel Elliott who's in a slump. And they took him out and they put Tony Pollard in, who's a change of pace back. Pollard zipped 10 yards, zipped pass out of backfield 12 yards. Like, all of a sudden they get Pollard. And he brings Zeke back in. What? 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 Not to spell him to score. Why? The man that got give the hot me. hand. Why? You don't give take it to out him. the man with the hot hand. Like I don't get it. It's not that complicated. It's not. It's not. You. You. He's that. You. You remember Howard? You. You remember running back by the name of Howard, Howard Jordan? You remember him? No, they don't speak. You remember, yep. you remember the, the year that Zeke Elliott oh, got drafted, Jordan Howard. Right? Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Jordan, Jordan Howard. Sorry. Yeah. I knew I, knew I yeah. said it backwards. I knew it felt strange when he came <laughs> out, but I didn't know how to correct myself. You know? That's all right. But he got drafted the same year as Zeke Elliott, right? But Zeke yep. Elliott was that high-profile running back. Everyone knew what he was coming out of Ohio State. No one knew about Jordan Howard. But then it hit the field. Now everybody, Zeke Elliott came out there, he tore it up. But everybody was expecting that. But you had this other running back in Chicago by the name of Jordan Howard who was only second to Ezekiel Elliott in rushing for the rookies. Yep. 
the bad and boy. stayed that way his first three years in the league. We could run the ball on the Fox, but everybody put nine in the box because they knew we didn't have a quarterback. Right. So you 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 get rid of Fox. Nagy comes in. Nagy, you know, we, we were excited, bro. We were excited. You need to understand. We hadn't seen nothing from Nagy, but we were excited because we were like, wait a minute. He going to bring a little bit of Kansas City to the Windy City? Oh, man, Jordan Howard is about to run this thing, take pressure off the QB. We going to see, you know, a, a little bit of scheming to get people open. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, it's, it's about to happen. We can't run the ball. Why, why can't we run the ball, man? We were just running the ball last year. No, I mean literally last, just the year before. Not, not. It was really only. It's less than six months ago we were able to run the ball. But no, that's not our guy. You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna trade him, and then we're gonna draft our guy. All right, then you go draft your guy. David Montgomery's on the scene now. I see the, I see the highlights. Comparison to Kareem Hunt because he can break tackles, he can stay up. Then he get on the field preseason. We like, whoa! I like this dude as a running back. Then the regular season lights come on. He has to share the field with Tariq Cohen, no problem. Then this year shows up, Tariq Cohen loss for the season. I, that that is a that's a pretty tough loss, but it's okay. We got. David Montgomery, because you mm. wanted to draft this guy in the third round because he was the kind of back you were looking for. What the fuck is Cordell passing in the game when you need to get this guy going? Why? Yeah, I, don't, I don't. He's not tired. I don't, I don't get that. He, he is in the second year of his career. There's no wear and tear. Matt Nagy, if by any happen chance someone says, listen to this, <laughs> listen to the Madden Force at this date on this time, <laughs> the only reason Cordell Patterson ran the ball in New England is because they had no choice. All of his right. running backs were hurt. We have a choice. Yeah. Sit his ass on the bench. Kick return. I don't give a damn if he brings it out from beyond the end zone. I really don't care. I was going back and forth with my cousins with that. They get annoyed with it because they like, listen, man, take the knee, get his 25. I was like, look, I don't care. That's his specialty. Do what he does. But his specialty is not lining up in the backfield on fourth and one and getting us the fucking first down. That's why you drafted David Montgomery. And, and train, you're, you're making my point. We sit at home on our couches, and I get it. I get it. There are times that we have to understand that we're not head coaches, and there's a lot that goes into certain decisions. But there are times that really the right decision is the right decision is the right decision. <laughs> it actually sometimes it actually really is that simple. When did it become you know, rocket science when it's to keep your best players on the field? Got, yeah, right. And, and, you know, when it's fourth and inches, 
it actually is better to go ahead and quarterback sneak it or to send your superstar running back straight ahead and go mono yes. mono yes. you know, and, and, and not do a gadget play, a toss play, some bullshit, try to do a reverse or some throw to yes. a flasher, all that bullshit. Sometimes, you know what, we got to go get six inches. Sometimes you got to say, okay, guys, we, got, we need six inches. Y'all going to go get it for me? Let's go in and get this first down and, and, and keep this drive alive. Does, let's put a hat on not the hat understand. and let's do what we do. Exactly. Do you not understand how consistently demoralizing it is to the opposing defense if you can punch them in the mouth for your short yardage every single time? Well, Do Dallas you not understand, understand how you defeat them through the game by doing that? Dallas should understand it because it's been happening to them all year. <laughs> You've been getting demoralized all year. You should know how it feels. <laughs> you just you, – Oh, God. McVay <laughs> schemed up a game, but he didn't take he, – he didn't take Robert Woods out to put in a different receiver to run the jet sweep. He didn't take Cooper nope. Cup out to put in a quarter of Patterson to run a jet sweep. No. He kept his best players on the field and schemed the hell out of the defense with him. Why are you changing personnel? A-Rod see, is our best receiver. He should never come off the field unless he needs, unless he tells you he's ready. And that's the difference between our teams and the better <sighs> team because it is. they know it how to use their good players on the field, even in a loss, even, and, you know, you don't, I he really is. I, honestly, honestly, most of Jason Garrett's career, I didn't have to worry about that. He had some times where I had to kind of look at the TV like, what the fuck did you just call? Um, but for the most part, he understood that, and he's not a top coach. Like, some of these guys, it's like, like, why are you making it so complicated? It really is not that complicated, you know? And, and like, Dallas had the same exact situation. It was fourth and inches. You got a $90 million running back. And instead of running him up the middle, and I know our offensive line is is garbage, but I'd ra- but you know what? I'd rather go out that way than the gadget play you tried to ran and it didn't work. It didn't work because you tried to be cute. That's my that's my word right there. Football when these motherfuckers try to be cute instead of just yep yeah. yep I'm coming I'm coming at you I'm coming at yeah. you. You know, yeah. give all the linemen some Red Bull and go get that first down. Like, that's yeah. what I don't know about on your team, but what's missing on my team. I was shocked to find out that Demarcus Lawrence has 23 quarterback pressures, second mm-hmm. only to Aaron Donald and one other guy that has 26. Like, mm-hmm. I think it might even be Mac mm-hmm. that's got 26. I think Mac and Donald both have 26. And yeah, Mac is up Demarcus there, Lawrence yeah. has 23 quarterback pressures. I was shocked because I'm like, where, when, where? I don't see these pressures. They're not doing anything to change the game. They're, they're, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was shocked. And, you know, I, I just lost my train of thought. It is, it is simply. Talk about this shit to make you lose it. <laughs> man, it is, it is simply, it's not that complicated, and they make it complicated. It's as simple as that. But anyway, 
All right. Yeah, man. I, I am. I mean, just 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 to wrap up, you know, what I'm saying just a little bit on 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 Chicago. It's just that it's frustrating because people look at us and they keep telling us that y'all need a raw receiver. Uh, y'all need this. Y'all need that. And I'm just like, listen, man. I understand we don't have the latest and greatest talent at wide receiver, but those guys can ball. I understand that the quarterback situation isn't the greatest, but this quarterback did win a Super Bowl. So he is capable of filling in until we get something going, especially when you have a defense that plays the way our defense play. But what sucks is when – for years of watching Chicago play, we've been devoid of talent. You go out and you get talent, and you don't even know how to fucking use it. It's, why did we hire you? You were supposed to make the offense better. Orion Pace is going to get everything you asked for. You know, all the tools you want. You need a wrench? Oh, we go get you a wrench. Oh, oh, you need a shed? Let's get you a shed. Lawnmower? Sure. Sure. What else you need? Go get everything you need. And we have to sit up here on Sunday and literally watch the offense not do anything and hope that the defense can score a touchdown just so we can have the chance to beat teams that, I'm sorry, in my opinion, they aren't great. Everybody's praising the Rams. Listen, I don't care what y'all say. They were four and two, and the only division they played was the NFC East, where they had as many wins as that entire division before this week kicked off. Before last week kicked off, then they got their shit pushed in by San Francisco, and we make them look like world beaters last night. Yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense. And all I'll say to you is this: as as bad as you feel and as frustrated as you probably were last night, come to my world, where we took a team that had one win, that couldn't run the ball to save their lives, and made them look like, you know, that made them look like they had sweetness in the back in the backfield. You know, made their defense look like your defense. Made their defense look like the '85 Bears defense. You know, like that that. That was my. I mean, I had I had one second of hope when Danucci came in, and it, you know his first play was kind of supposed. To, I guess they would, you know, it was supposed to be a toss play to Zeke, and they screwed that up and lost six, seven yards on the very first play. And then the second play was a nice little pass up the sideline to Cooper, and it was a first down. And I was like, Urgh? you know, like, okay. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe this guy's bringing a little something more to the party. That was the end. That was it. You know, gave me, gave me a minute of hope, and then, you know, he didn't do nothing the rest of the game. It was, it was, and I, you know, it was too late to win the game. But I thought maybe this guy could come in. You know, okay, you got your chance. Happens all the time, right? Guy coming off the bench, he's a relative unknown, right? And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, this guy's actually better than we thought. I was kind of hoping, but that that was not going to happen. I'm gonna have to sit here and wonder. You know, is Dalton going to play? Is Danucci going to play? Um, it's already Tuesday night, and all they did was trade Everson Griffin. They're not even considering doing anything at quarterback, um, not bringing in any more talent to try to shore up anything in any position. You know, I I, I just I don't get it. 
And at this point, I'm predicting a blowout Sunday night. I think the game will be over by halftime again. And I promise you, the game's over by halftime. I will not watch the second half Sunday night. I will turn it off. I love my team. I will support my team. But I, I can't keep doing this to myself. You know, people don't understand. People that aren't fans like we are, that don't yeah. live and die with our teams, they don't understand what, the, what you know, it, it's not the loss. It's the effort that kills me. It is. You know, it, it's, it's watching your quarterback get knocked out and your guys are standing there and nobody goes to Bostic and gets in his face. Like, I, they showed a play with um, Monday night. You may have seen it with uh, San Francisco, Steve Young. And he ran into the end zone in a game against Chicago and Sean Gale. I remember Sean Gale mm-hmm. um, played for, it was actually the Bears. And he played, he was a, a cornerback for safety for the Bears. And he hit Young in the end zone. And it was a little late. And you immediately see four or five linemen run right over to him. Like, they do, if you just watch it, it was, it was a reaction. It wasn't they even thought about it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, he just hit my quarterback. Let me run over and get in his face. No, it wasn't that. They saw it they immediately. It was, like, instinctive. You don't do that to my quarterback. And they booked over and got all, you know, in Gail's face. That's what's supposed to happen. Didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Didn't happen in Dallas. Especially after that hit. Yeah. Well, that hit was as bad as there is. You know, it was as bad yeah. as you're gonna you're gonna get. You know, yeah, I honestly, somebody, I, some, I, as much as Dalton's probably our best chance to win, I honestly hope he doesn't play for his own sake and his family. Like, you know, you know, stay stay home and rest up and come back the following week and let's ride or die with Denise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we didn't do pick six. That's okay. <sighs> we didn't do. The the, the the you know the, the uh, K Star sent me his top five three minutes before the show started. I'm like I can't do anything with this three minutes before the show started. Yeah. That's okay, we'll regroup them. We'll regroup. Okay, so um, no show next week at all. Not even going to yes. try to do it another night. Um, right, right. Taking the week off next week is our bye week, <laughs> so we're going to take the week off. <laughs> we're going to we're going to sit here and we all going to you know watch the elections and. Um, you know, I'll say what I say every week to everybody. Um, please vote. That's the first thing is please vote. And from what the numbers we're seeing, it looks like everybody's getting out there and voting. So that's a good thing. So any final thoughts from you? Any final words from you? Um, I'm, a, I'm a going to reiterate what you said, uh, what you just said in regards to voting. Uh, in addition to that, and it's kind of, you know, bringing it back to reality is, man, people seriously – if you want to vote for Trump, then by all means do it. But just don't be idiotic about it. You know, uh, understand the differences of of what the two people are that are running. Um, if you still need to have that choice, but you've seen the country for the past four years, um, it'll be four more years of that and some. If that dude is if that dude is in office, so I, I one people please vote. Second, don't don't make this complicated. 
don't, don't search for a reason not to vote for the other guy. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's, that just right. doesn't make sense. Uh, let's see. Paul Bears fans, like, we're sitting at 5-2, and two, and it's just a good thing at the end of the day. We don't have a losing record. So, But it's very frustrating because, like UT, it's how you lose that kind of that infuriates. If it looks competitive, they pull out at the end, I, I'm, I'm fine. But when it gets to the third quarter, and I got to turn on my video game just to appease myself because I know if I sit here and watch the fourth quarter without having something else to do, I lose my mind, that's when it's bad. When the TV ratings in locally in Chicago start to go down because we're on Monday Night Football, it's bad. It's really bad. And our yeah. head coach needs to simply get out of your own way and do what's right for this team. Put the talent on the field that was given to you. Don't don't make this complicated, bro. Like, we are a tough team. That's what Chicago is known for. For years. For years. Before I started watching them, it's always been tough-nosed football. We don't give a damn if we ain't got the best quarterback in the league. We finna go out here and beat your ass and try to win this game. Right. Can't – just get us back to that. Just take us back to that. We see you fiery on the sideline. That's cool and all, but we don't need your place. You can see it in Nick Foles' face. Just keep it clean, man. Just straight up, just just line up and hit him in the mouth. Everybody knows what you're about to do. That's okay. Just execution is not always about someone knowing what you're about to do. It's executing even if they do know what you're about to do. Hold your team accountable, and first and foremost, hold yourself accountable. Because right now you suck an ass, and uh, we are, we we are, we're getting tired. We are, we are. I hear you. Other than that, everybody enjoy the week of football. K Star, congratulations to your team on still remaining undefeated. Man, that's, that's impressive. No matter what, I and I'm sorry, Pop. I don't care. It it, it hurt my dad. T. Cause he's a Titans fan, and I was watching that game, and he missed that field goal. My dad texted me, and I was like, "Pop, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry." Yeah. yeah. Oh man. One of the greatest yeah. kickers in the history of the game, and it's probably yeah, time to retire. It, it's oh right. gosh. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, just a few thoughts. Um. I pretty much said everything about Dallas. I'll see what they what they bring me Sunday night. I don't have much hope. I don't have much faith. Uh, I will support my team, but I'm not going to put myself through unnecessary emotional stress and drama because they're not going to put in effort. I, if you if you lose 40 to nothing, but you play your balls off, I'm okay with that. But if you lose 40 to nothing and you quit at the end of, by the end of the first quarter, some of the effort and stuff and lack of effort I've seen, I can't live with that. You don't you you you, you know I, I I do believe I do believe. Um, hold on. I do believe it is time for that famous quote that you mentioned earlier. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. There you go, Dallas. 
Herman Edwards has said it himself, and I can't say it any better than that. So let's see what you show me. Um, I, I will say this. I have not said this yet this year on this show, but I will say this. I really do hope people go and support Biden. This is not about Democrat or Republican or red and blue. This is about our country and who is going to lead our country and who's not going to be up there and embarrass us and and who's going to do what's best for us. We have people dying every single day. And this man is saying we're turning the corner. Don't live in fear of COVID. Mm -hmm. Don't let COVID, you know, don't let COVID keep you down. And that's what this, that's what the president of the United States is saying. He's not saying this is a serious deadly disease and we need to be careful. No, he's not saying go out there and wash your hands and social distance. He's saying, you know, I'm going to run rallies and I'm going to have events and we're not going to social distance and we're not going to wear a mask. And people are dying because of this. People are dying. How do, do you really in your heart want to support a man that cares so little about the country and cares so much about himself, his legacy and his name? Because that's all this is about. This is marketing for the Trump brand. That's all this is to him. And if he can be in office four more years, that's four more years of all the guaranteed contracts that he's gotten and, the, you know, all of the hotels that are getting money because he's the president. Like, all the things he's not supposed to do that he's doing that no one's talking about. It's amazing. And when, he was, when, he, when they brought up his, his secret China bank account, he didn't even deny it because the base doesn't care. For some reason, this man, it's like he's a cult leader. He's got people that blindly follow him no matter what he does. Well, look at yourself in the mirror. The man talks bad about women, all women. He talks bad about um, Latin people. He talks bad about black people. He talks bad about his own staff. He talks bad about the press. He just he insults everybody. He said that John McCain wasn't a war hero because he got caught. Talk bad about the military. Our military, like the, the list of insults and things that he's done while not getting anything done as the president is a mile long. Why do we want him as president? Why do any of you want him as president? Sit down and really think about it. Do you really hate this country that much that you want this guy to lead us for four more years or do you love your country? If you love your country, the answer is clear for the next four years. And again, I'm not, it's not Democrat or Republican because if Mitt Romney was running as an independent, I'd be voting for him. And he's a Republican Mormon, and I'd vote for him in a second over Donald Trump. If Jeb Bush was running against Trump, I'd vote for him. And he's Bush family, Republican as they can be. I'd vote for him in a second. If Ron Reagan Jr. came out and ran for president, he is an atheist for crying out loud. I believe in God. Okay, let's not get it twisted. This man is an atheist. I would still vote for him over Donald Trump. That's how bad Trump is. And Ron Reagan Jr., President Reagan's son, is an atheist. And I would vote for him over Trump. That should let you know how bad I think this man is. A pretty smart guy. People, it's time for us to take our country back. And it's time for us to have a leader that we can respect. We may not agree. And not, I didn't agree with everything Barack Obama did. I didn't. I did not agree. But I think he did a good job. I didn't agree with everything Bill Clinton did. I think he did a great job. Both brought us back 
from some pretty terrible times. I don't agree with anything Trump's doing, and I think he's a horrible human being. I think he's a horrible person. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there listening and you're on the fence and you're thinking, I know some of you are laughing right now saying, I'm going to vote for Trump. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Okay, that's fine. But if you're on the fence and you're not sure, just think about it for a minute. Just think about it. Think about all of the things that we've had to go to. If, if you think about nothing else, then think about COVID. That's something we can all relate to. COVID doesn't care. The man got COVID in a week, and, and in less than a week, without doing rallies and, and, and had people in the White House without a mask. The man stood up. He just got out of the hospital and was out on his balcony with no mask. And, and there was a cameraman right around him. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about me cares about himself. We don't need that representing this country. I hope you will consider my thoughts. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe in four years, maybe in two years, maybe at some point I sit back and put my money where my mouth is and start a little political journey of my own. Who knows? But in the meantime, let's get this guy out of office one week away. On that note, thank you, Dr. Train. Had a lot of fun tonight. JB, I know Indeed, you're bro. down there celebrating your one-year anniversary. Missed you. Ha- happy anniversary. Um, not going to see him for Thanksgiving, unfortunately, but um, that's COVID for you. But I hope you're having a great time with your wife, one year. Enjoy, K-Star. I understand you're supposed to be uh, doing something, whatever it is. I hope you're having fun. Train, my brother, it's always fun. Um, I'll talk. I'll Absolutely. probably text you guys Sunday. We'll text during football and stuff like we tend to do. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks we'll be back. Madden Voice, the full crew, hopefully happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, the feud will not be settled on the field, but it will be settled in the balance. Good luck, everybody. Jane, I'll talk to you soon. Everybody take care. Peace. Bye.